Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Let's go to the phones. Welcome in Richard Davenport this morning. Richard, Arkansas has lost the two weeks. Everyone knows that. How have recruits reacted in just what Arkansas has done these last two weeks? Uh, you know, I, I tend to think with the Texas A&M game, most of the kids that I talked to kind of thought that Arkansas should have won the game. Uh, and then uh, against Alabama, uh they they were impressed with the, the third quarter, and then obviously things got away from Arkansas in the fourth. So I, I think overall positive uh, w- would have been much better, obviously, to to win both or one of those games. Absolutely, but uh, obviously not the case. But uh, one good thing, I guess you could say, is that uh, the kids, uh, at least on Saturday, got a taste of what uh, Razorback Stadium could be, and 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 most of them seemed to be very impressed with that. I remember Chuck was telling us yesterday Arkansas played UNLV and Barnhill back in the day and directly after Corey Beck and who's the other guy, Tommy? Dwight Stewart. Dwight Stewart committed even after a loss because of that said atmosphere amongst other things. Do you do you ever see players commit to a program even after a loss sometimes, Richard? I'm sure it's happened, but off the top of my head, uh, I can't think of anybody, but I'm sure it's happened. I, I can't imagine it not because most a lot of times when a kid's close to making a commitment or is or does make a commitment, he's either been very close to doing it or has already had it in, in his mind that that he was going to commit and was just waiting on the right opportunity to to announce it. So, uh, yeah, I, I have no doubt it's happened. Uh, but uh, like I said, just off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. You know, we always talk about Arkansas playing down in Arlington and that game a year in Texas and what it means. But Arkansas also plays a game a year because you've been alternating with Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing a game in Mississippi. You think about K.J. Jefferson, who hails from that state. How important is the presence of Arkansas playing in the state of Mississippi? And what could it mean this year as far as Arkansas's brand? And who who might they be looking at uh, in the state of Mississippi for this weekend's trip? What, What could that mean? You know, this uh, this year, other than Alex Sanford, the uh, linebacker that's committed to uh, 
uh, Mississippi. That there there weren't a lot of kids, uh, at least in the twenty three class that I can recall. Again, going going through uh, uh, with recall uh, that Arkansas was on. But uh, obviously, you, you plant a seed in kids' minds. Uh, you know, if you have a good performance and you win, uh, not only in the twenty-three or twenty-four, twenty-five class, but on down the road. I mean, I, I think Arkansas. You know, a lot of a lot of fans look at last year and, and think, well, why in Arkansas bringing in you know uh, uh, so-called better recruits here or there? But even, even though this class is a pretty good one, uh, kids only know what know the recent and recent hasn't been good to Arkansas since uh, really uh, for, for quite some time. Arkansas hasn't really done much on the field to, to uh, really in, in, in encourage kids to, to take a look at Arkansas. So a lot of these kids, uh, you know, in the uh, t- uh, 10th, 11th grade, ninth grade, have only known Arkansas to be struggle on the field. And, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously they continue to want to change that but they got to continue to win. You know, two programs right now that are having struggles in this league. Missouri looked a little better against Georgia, but still lost. Auburn uh, certainly having their their problems. Both very uncertain about the future with their head coaches. As you talk to coaches and players, is that uh, maybe perception of lack of stability within those programs? Uh, what, what's the feedback you're hearing from from recruits that are considering Arkansas as well as maybe Auburn or Missouri on their list? How's what's going on with those programs affecting the the recruiting grounds? Yeah, kids are pretty uh, pretty uh, low key on stuff like that because if they're be, being recruited by one of those programs, they don't want to uh, you know upset the the coaches or the or the fan base and and say you know I'm kind of worried about uh, the job security of the the coaching staff and the head coach, but uh, I, you know it's in the back of their head. They hear they they read stuff the same as that we do and hear, they hear the same things but uh i, I tend to think uh auburn definitely with the you know how volatile that situation is and has been for for years on a consistent basis i think auburn is going to continue to have difficulty recruiting just because uh, how, how how short a leash they they give their coaches and and, and they don't give them you got you got to be able to build a program you can't build a program in yeah. two or three years yeah i mean we've just you know, we saw it happen here at Arkansas before Sam Pittman arrived, and what it what the what the price was for that. It was it was certainly paid in part in recruiting. So I can't imagine, you know, those programs aren't aren't wringing their hands and worried. And those fan bases are considerably anxious over uh, what recruiting may become. You know, certainly in in Southeast Auburn or Southeast Alabama. Well, you, know, you don't have to look any farther than Arkansas. I mean, the yeah. fan base, uh, the two losses that we've had. Right. Recently, uh, I mean, uh, the, some fans ready to jump off the, the bandwagon. I remember last year after the uh, third consecutive loss, uh, I, I was I saw on message boards, I saw on, on Twitter saying, "I'm done with football. Bring on basketball." And you know, uh, with Arkansas going on that uh, winning streak, other than losing to Alabama late in the season, that uh, a lot of those fans came back on on the on the on the bus. But uh, it, it's just uh, now with social media and everything, everything's magnified. And I understand the frustration. I'm not saying that there's not some uh, things that they should not be uh, concerned about. But at the same time, it's just a, a nature of the beast with social media. And, and, and honestly, I think fans have, have come to expect uh, 
more, obviously, with with what happened last year. Richard Davenport with us, Whole Hog Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. RD, we've got a few texts this morning pointing to the two injury, saying that they don't think KJ is going to play on Saturday because Arkansas is going to be very cautious. Do you see Tua Tungavaloa's situation have any impact on how they will deal with KJ heading into this weekend? You you would hope not. I mean, that, 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 you know, the the uh, medical professionals on the staff at Arkansas or any of the any of the uh, doctors that they're consulting with KJ possibly if they're if they're consulting with outside uh, sources uh they go by based on what uh you know how KJ is and you you just go from there and I, I'm sure KJ uh is probably you know saying hey I'm good I'm good or you know I'm ready to play you know but uh, I, I I have enough faith in uh, in in the Arkansas uh, training staff to to make the right decision. And and and, and any time you make a decision like this, fresh off of uh, what happened on Saturday, and then with Tua, yeah, you're going to open up yourself uh, to uh, criticism either way you go. Richard, you've known KJ for quite some time since high school. What does it mean for him to go back and play in the state of Mississippi, where he's from? Oh, you know, it's killing him if he if it's it's questionable whether or not he's going to be able to play. Uh, that I mean, he's a Mississippi kid, and and uh, he's very proud to be in from Mississippi, and 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 he wants to be able to uh, you know showcase you know what what uh, what he's all about, and and obviously he'll have plenty of family members there. His family uh, travels well, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anytime you go back to your home state and you, you're able to beat one of the two uh, major programs, uh, I tend to think your juices obviously flow a little bit more. Yeah, Richard, we're halfway through the high school football season in our state, couple conference games for a lot of programs, three and in, in some conferences cases. What what has stood out to you, and who has stood out to you so far through uh, five or so weeks of high school football? You know, you know, I'll take the easy route, Brian. <laughs> it's just, it's they're they're just they're like the they're the Alabama of uh, Arkansas football right now. I mean, uh, you know, just winning state championships and and not losing anybody in the state of Arkansas, and they're doing it with a sophomore quarterback and a sophomore quarterback that uh, uh, people you know probably need to know. Uh, who's you know, kind of reminds me a little bit of Malachi. Singleton, far as the weight, just from his physical standpoint, he's about six foot six one, about two hundred fifteen pounds. Malachi's a little bit uh, taller than that, but they're both kind of thick guys, and uh, and uh, but he, he he shows a lot of promise. And but uh, anytime, and I, I'll tell you what, just going to a practice, uh, Brian practice right before the first uh, before the salt ball. I mean, and I, I've I've been around uh, Buck uh, quite some time, but Buck James. Is just a guy that is an old school, uh, grind to the nose type coach, and I think that that you know, you know, a lot of people say that that doesn't sell well or that doesn't play well with uh, today's kids, but he has their respect, and I can tell you that uh, he 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 does not cut them any slack, and I think that probably gives them a little bit of an edge because mental toughness and physical toughness. Richard, who's the six six DN that just got offered by Texas that plays for Coach James? <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, T.J. Lindsey, who uh, I wrote about as a freshman, and who I thought as soon as I saw him as a freshman. Now I didn't see him in person, but I saw him. I saw his video. 
But uh, I thought this kid has a chance to be special, and I and I was shocked that it took uh, took as long as it did for him to start getting offers. Uh, he he really didn't start getting offers until this year. I thought he'd get offers like like like, like last fall or whatever. But uh, he's got a great motor, very very good speed for a defensive lineman. He's about two sixty, two seventy right now. It'd be interesting to see if he if he continues to grow or he. Uh, or he, uh, you know, just kind of stays where he is. I, his dad is about six nine, wow. so uh, yeah, his dad is a big dude. Uh, they were at the game on Saturday, and and if uh, you know, if you if you were uh, down by the field or whatever, and you saw a, a tall guy, about six nine, a guy, uh, uh, you know, an older guy, and you was wondering whose whose uh, dad that was. That's T.J. Lindsey, and that that. Uh, he was he's massive so obviously he can continue to grow and uh and if he i, I think if if he's able to maintain his speed and if he gets uh, around 290 300 310 or whatever uh man it it'd it, it, it'd be unfair it really will i mean he, he's got that type of speed you were talking about buck james and his style and mannerisms it's actually national coaches day richard is there a coach that you had in high school or middle school regardless of sport that stands out in a memory or just how they coached you back in the day? I had one in junior high, and this is, from what I understand, this is a true story. Uh, his name was Coach Hayes, and he's supposed, supposedly, and I don't know this for 100%, but supposedly he was a nephew of Woody Hayes. And believe me, I know, I, I believed it. Uh, he was, <laughs> he, he he was every bit of like Woody Hayes. Grab man. your face mask. And uh, oh 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 gosh, that was yeah. a good day. Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> that yeah oh that the face mask. Oh my god, let me tell you, it, it was that, that it was a rude awakening because uh, I mean obviously back then you had more uh, you know old school old, old school coaches, but it still was a shock because man he he tore into us hard and and yeah the face mask jerking. Oh, that was a, that, that was like a, a you know an every every play thing. I mean, it was going to happen every play. Well, Richard, we appreciate you sharing that with us this morning. Also, some inside the latest in Arkansas recruiting as they travel to Starkville this weekend to take on the Bulldogs. Appreciate it, my man. All right, guys, we'll see you. All right, Richard Davenport with us recruiting Thursday here on the Morning Rush. We're brought to you by Matchstick Studios. How's your business's website look? How long has it been since you've even looked at your own website for your business? If it's something you avoid because you just don't want to have to deal with a task ahead, call our friends at Matchstick Studios, 479-755-3043. In a short amount of time, Jordan and his crew can create you a great-looking custom website for just $95 a month with no upfront cost. This will include design, SEO-friendly copywriting, hosting, SSL security, built-in support, and they'll make it easy to edit with no upfront cost again, just 95 bucks a month. See examples and features by going to modularorange.com. That's modularorange.com or call Jordan at 479-755-3043. The MLB playoffs are back. And I know for a lot of you, that is one of your favorite times of the year. The Cardinals will face off against the Philadelphia Phillies in the wild card game. I know that's something a lot of it's at 107 tomorrow. Yeah, and I think um, 
all these games are on ESPN and their networks. I think there's one because later on this week with the Phillies and the Cardinals that might get bumped to ESPN too, but uh, ESPN is going to have a lot of that for you. So yeah, I think there's a lot of people start paying attention. I think the casual fans like me, well, when we get, it's kind of like NBA playoffs. When you get to the NLCS, ALCS, you'll lock in pretty good. Then, mm-hmm. you know, the World Series, I wish they'd find a way to avoid I know it's it's, it's kind of counterintuitive to avoid the weekends, but man, when you play the same day as college football and the NFL, um, that's hard, that's a hard head to head. And I, I wish baseball would figure out a way to, to, and they do play a lot of weeknight games. But boy, that's you know, there's just not one right answer for how you can, you know everybody can enjoy that. Here's the other matchup. So the winner of that wild card will play the Atlanta Braves. The San Diego Padres will take on the New York Mets. The winner of that will play the Dodgers. The Seattle Mariners will take on the Toronto Blue Jays. The winner of that plays Houston. And then the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Cleveland Guardians. The winner of that plays the Yankees. So the ones and twos in the AL and the NLC and the NL are Braves and Dodgers and then the Astros and Yankees right now. I'm telling you, if if the Cardinals I, I would be scared if I was the Dodgers in the NLCS because the Cardinals have owned them in the playoffs. You would I think even though they might be a better team in the Atlanta Bra- Braves, I don't think the Cardinals or I don't think the Dodgers want any part of the Cardinals if it came to an NLCS point. Now, coach me up on this because I know the format's changed and the. Don't ask me that. Don't ask you that. <laughs> I believe the, the way guy. I understand it, these these early round wild card series are three games and they're in one spot rather than back and forth. I think forth. it's three five seven. So, but I'm not a baseball yeah, guy. That's for so, that's for Mister Phil or Mister Barrett. Yes. Yeah. I just I pull out the bracket. I well, I know it's changed because of the, the the format has changed. So, but they used to go you know back and forth and the. You know, you go play one game at another place and perhaps two at one. I think they've they've changed a lot of that to make it uh, uh, more, you know, condense it down in, in calendar format because here we are, you know, they're going to be starting you know, on the 7th of the month and, you know, you never saw the World Series hardly ever get to November, even push the end of October. You know, when I was a kid, now it's, it's easily going to go into November this year. I watch more baseball and the Royals are good. We just let go of Dayton Moore a couple weeks ago. Just let go of Mike Matheny yesterday. We're terrible. But I think I'm going to watch it probably kind of you said the maybe the DS and LCS. I don't know how invested I'm in these mm-hmm. wild card games, but I would like to see. I mean, for storylines, I, I would think a, a Yankees Cardinals series. I mean, there's there's a couple oh, good series ahead, but yeah. I would think from a rating standpoint, my, my my two roommates, one's a Rangers fan, one's a Yankees fan. He'd be ecstatic if Judge led this team to a World Series. But from a rating standpoint, I don't think it would get much better than Yankees Cardinals. Have they ever played in the World Series? I'm sure they have at some point. I mean, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I'm in, not not in recent times they haven't. But you know, the stories you could tell out of that. Now, Six, I think sixty four. Yeah, there, there's some uh, <laughs> a little before my time. Yeah, there are some. You know, some probably some people that love to have a Subway Series. I don't think that's probably very likely, but. Um, you know that that's always been fun. You know, Dodge. I guess if you're a TV executive, you'd like to see Dodgers play the Yankees. You get your top two media markets. But in our part of the world, anybody against the Cardinals would be welcome. And I think that's a great story that you know the rest of the country can hear. We've heard a lot about Pujols, Molina, and Wainwright and their their departure. Uh, you know, and, and the, the, just a cool moment last weekend and their, their final home game. We would all love to enjoy. 
you know, a few more games at Bush Stadium with those three. I know. Tom, I think the country would enjoy that story too. Later on, when we have Tom Murphy, I'm going to ask what he thinks about his Atlanta Braves, who have been playing some good baseball mm, as of late, and how he he's kind of feeling with their stretch of games that they'll have to play in order to make the World Series. But yeah, lock in. It starts tomorrow. Again, the Cardinals and, and Phillies will be at 1 o'clock at 107. I know a lot of our audience will be invested in that. Probably not getting much work done after lunch on Friday. Well, and uh, well, who is, honestly? But, uh, you know, baseball will, uh, uh, I, I guess, start gathering a little more of the, the, the casual fans. But I think that, you know, for people in their 50s and 60s, that probably watch a lot of regular season games. You know, this this will take priority for for the rest of us. College football, Thursday night NFL football. You know, those type of things will take priority. And I think we also undervalue the idea that high school football is essentially every school is on TV now. It's not real TV, but it's the streaming TV, much like college games are, uh, much like Thursday night football. I think we undervalue how many people probably sit at home and watch their team when they're on the road or watch their home, you know, watch several games on high school football on Friday nights in our state. I think that's, that's become a, a growing thing. You're talking about Bryant. Bryant's going to house Central. Central, I think, is 0-4, 0-5 this weekend. I don't even, I couldn't tell you who Little Rock Christian's playing, but uh, some of the other premier programs. Do you have any idea who Fayetteville's playing this weekend or kind of our Northwest last week, I, I don't have the schedule. Uh, well, hang on. I'd do you have the I'm schedule? Wrong. I've got it right All over right. here. All right. Well, I, got both, I got the 7A schedules that Ruskin made us these grids up. So uh, let's see here. October the 7th, you mentioned Bryant and Central play. Cabot at Conway will be a, it's a good, an good excellent, game. excellent game. Jonesboro goes to Fort Smith Northside. So for uh, everyone listening down to the River Valley, you can enjoy that game. And North Little Rock is against Little Rock Southwest in the 7A West. Has Patton got... Th- Southwest going at all? They got they a win. Crummy? I think they're still a, a new program trying to get their feet under them, but they got a they got a conference win a couple of weeks ago. So, all right, here's the games in the 7A West, since you ask. Uh, Bentonville is at Rogers Heritage. Uh, you've got Bentonville West taking on Rogers. That'll be a an interesting game. Fayetteville and Fort Smith Southside at Fayetteville. Uh, you have got Harbor at Springdale. So that'll be the Battle of Springdale there with uh, the Wildcats and the Bulldogs. Is that still intense? Probably not the way down? it was 10 years ago, but, um, it, you know, they, they still don't like each other very much. What is the best rivalry in Northwest Arkansas now? Because it used to be Fayetteville-Springdale, then it became yeah. Fayetteville-Bentonville, and I don't know what Fayetteville-Bentonville is still probably the most meaningful game. That's a good question you ask because as these schools have divided and created two high schools, that's changed some of the rivalry aspects because, you know, Used to have, like I said, in Fayetteville, Springdale still play, I believe, week 10. Let me look over here. Uh, no, Harbor, I mean, well, Springdale Harbor plays Fayetteville week 10. But you're right, that, that was always a big ball game, you know, and you, you had kind of rivalry week on yeah. the last week of the season. It's it's changed a little bit. Bentonville and Bentonville oh. West still play that week, but all, Fayetteville plays Springdale that All week my as well. friends were ticked off, so Northside and Southside used to play each other at the end of the season. They played at the beginning. Well, they're not in the same conference. But they hate that. Well, I, I mean, you, I, you can't play a non-conference game week 10. That doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't be in the same conference since they're, what, three miles a lot of people from each that- other?
Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. First Western Bank, we are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. You know, Coach has had a relationship with Cade Forden dating back to high school. He shared that with us yesterday. He knew me and I knew him simply because I'd been in his high school several times in his senior year. And then after that, we had a need there and we didn't have much depth there. And, and uh, he came here. He's been an outstanding member of our team. Very mature kid. Works hard. Knowledgeable. Good thrower. Good good and can run. If you ask his teammates about him, they'd say that he's been a great addition to the program. You brought it up earlier. If Malik decided, you know what, I'm done here in Arkansas and KJ couldn't go, I think <laughs> Kate Renfro's still recovering from an ACL surgery and he's another walk-on guy that came over from Old Miss. Don't really have a lot of mm-hmm. options if Malik decided mm-hmm. to... Might tell you why uh, things got fixed or patched up, smoothed over, whatever uh, phrase you want to use, because that that's what has to go through a coach's mind. I mean, you, you got to think next step. Okay, KJ can't play, and I'm certainly on Saturday night, Sunday, it looked even more doubtful. I don't know what it really truly looks like now. None of us do. Coach last night was doing a pretty good sales job of making sure we all thought, had the perception he didn't know. So, yeah, I mean, if you go into the game and Fortin's your only guy, what, and he got injured, something happened, then where are you at? That's that's nope. scary thought. Nowhere. That, I mean, you hate to get in a spot where you need a guy in in, the, in as a third stringer, but you got to have a you know third string quarterback right now. Some other news for you in your hog update: Arkansas basketball hosted twenty nine NBA franchises yesterday for their annual pro day, and also got the news that Devontae Davis and Kamani Johnson will be at SEC basketball media days, which is October the eighteenth and nineteenth coming up soon. When's the last time that you went to SEC basketball media days? Ruskin and I went down there for the morning show oh eight, nine, somewhere in there. I mean it just became too difficult. When when football got good under Petrino, it was just too hard to leave. There was and it's it's done unfortunately it has to be done at a time period where you're in the the throes of football season. That's the problem with basketball media days. It just doesn't get the attention it, it deserves in this league, and it doesn't help build any hype because football swallows it up. I guess technically we could go because that is Arkansas's bye week, but yeah. it's still Arkansas football or so that's going to be it. still in Charlotte or they moved it somewhere else? Um, I, I thought it was in Birmingham. Maybe may back there. At, at a time, they just had it all at the SEC Network, um, which might be better in some ways. But, 
it, it just Look became too cumbersome uh, during the midst of football season. So it's hard. It was hard to do. So. Now we're talking about football and for good reason, but basketball again is just around the corner. I've I do get a lot of football questions when I'm out and about, but they're followed up pretty quickly by basketball mm-hmm. stuff and. It'll be here before you know it. Arkansas ended up finishing third at the Blessings Collegiate. Did you? I did not watch a second of this. On the did golf you get a channel? To yeah, watch I watched it? some last night. A&M just rolled. I mean, did I hate, hate that, that but they had one guy that uh, – I didn't write his name down. He finished at like 11 under. I mean, in three days, he was he was on fire, carried his team. Arkansas was solid, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, A&M just had it going on. They had a dominant victory in this event. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, we're going to talk with Clay Henry coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. More of your calls and texts at 877-377-6963. The latest edition of the Give Me Hogs Chucks podcast will be out tomorrow. And again, a reminder for all of our podcasts, just search Hit That Line wherever you listen. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, doesn't matter. It's going to be there as well as hitthatline.com. In addition to being National Coaches Day, it's National Noodle Day. What is the best type of noodle out there? I am a uh, linguine man. You know, just a little bit wider noodle than the spaghetti noodle. So, uh, I, I, not a quite as large as the fettuccine noodle. So, give me the linguine. Linguine is great. I like angel hair. That's something it's my bad. grandma got me on. Going with a lighter sauce, that thick, you know, because you can, it can get pretty Jumbled thick in up. there. Yeah. yeah. So, depends on the, how thick the sauce is you're going with. Charlie, I know you got a football question, but what is your favorite type of noodle addition to that? Uh, it actually would be uh, linguine, no doubt, yeah. for me. That's I'm, fine. My second favorite would be the pool noodle. When I'm in the pool and you just kind of lay on that Jump thing. On that. And, yeah, that'd be the yeah. same. Float around uh, that. The, can you guys hear me good, though? Loud and clear. All right, because I'm literally pulled over at a spot where I know I can get good service <laughs> that's a dedic- on my way to work. That's a dedicated that listener right there, baby. Appreciate it. <laughs> Well, hey guys, I, I do wanted to say I do want to say you know I agree with you guys on the uh, did, did he come out and say that Cade was going to officially be a starter? No, uh, no, he has not said that. Okay, well I do want to say that you know I think uh, you know a lot of reasons one of the reasons why Cade went in the other day you know when you come from just a throwing perspective obviously Cade's probably the better thrower I think Malik possibly could start this game. Uh, in my opinion, because if the game, especially early on, and with what he provides in the run game, uh, if KJ cannot go, obviously. Uh, yeah, but I'm with you guys, man. I mean, you got to leave this up to KJ if he does get cleared because it's such a, you know, with all the head injuries, man. I, you know, the, a lot of the kids, and I, I know Quinn Grover was talking about it yesterday. I heard him on the uh, drive time. You know, back in the day, it was just like your bell got rung and you just went back out there. But a lot of these kids, you know, man, they're they're going to be like, hey, no, I'm going in. But I think at the same time, like, you definitely got to be safe. And uh, Ty, uh, as far as the prediction, you know, I think they could win this game without KJ. I just think it would take a perfect storm, so to speak. Not necessarily a perfect storm. But no, it, it would take a perfect storm. If you're going yeah. in there with your backup quarterback, yeah. slash State, State would have to help you. They'd have yes. to beat themselves, Charlie. Special teams, defense would have to make a turnover or two. 
they would have to commit some penalties. But do you guys think we're definitely going to see? I think we're going to see more cloud coverage this week. I really do. Yeah, well, you saw it last year, and Charlie, appreciate the call. They ran that three drop eight last year, two years ago, worked on Costello. Really, the duration of the game, they only scored 14 points. It worked for half on Rodgers, and he started clicking a little bit more. You picked him off once. I think you almost got another interception, if I remember that game last season. But, again, he's at home. He just killed A&M. He's playing his best football of his career. And your secondary is playing the worst it's been under Odom, well, I'd argue. But, but it, that's not his fault because, I mean, he doesn't have really much to work with at this But this, this game last week with A&M, and I didn't get to watch every second, but just look at the stats. It turned on the four turnovers, and, and what's more devastating than a turnover is a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So when you have those... And a pick six. And a pick six. So when you have two turnovers, essentially, that result in immediate scores... And, and you have four turnovers by one. Day. How do you win a game doing that? No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Nohouseadvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. The best high school rivalry in the state, 877-377-6963. Wyden Peeridge says that Prairie Grove and Farmington is a good rivalry. Now, what I enjoy about this question is you have little pockets of the state that that 10 or so miles that separates schools is a big deal. We always talk about Tobacco Road. We talk about the rivalry between OBU and Henderson State. I know that's college, but high school-wise, I always enjoy the high schools that are about 10 or so minutes apart, and they bleep and hate each other. I grew up south of the tunnel when I was a kid, and it it was this way for many years, and it's no longer a conference game. was the Battle of Rogers Avenue, Fort Smith Northside, Fort Smith Southside, and they played each other in the state championship game in the late 80s, I believe three years in a row. And uh, I know back-to-back, no, it's back-to-back years, and each one won. So uh, it's like 87 and 88. So, uh, you know, that was, you know, that was the one I kind of cut my teeth on watching. It was always 9, 10, 11,000 people at, uh, at either place. And for, for a long time, Southside, kind of like what happened in Springdale when Harbor came into existence they shared a stadium north side and south side until like 91 shared mayo thompson stadium 
for many, many, many years. Did they? And uh, so Southside would have to go over there and play their home games before they got a stadium. Uh, so that was uh, that was an intense rivalry. Still is, but they play week zero now versus the end of the year. William and Jones Bros says Marion and West Memphis. Now, I've never yeah. attended one of those games. I know West Memphis had one of the best basketball teams that this state has ever seen. Michael Cage, since I'm a Thunder guy, Michael Cage, who's the broadcaster, one of the broadcasters for the Oklahoma City Thunder, he stands out. Sam and Fayetteville says Camden Fairview versus Magnolia. I know Camden Fairview used to be split because one of my neighbors used to go to Camden, yeah. and their rivalry was Fairview yeah. back in the day. That's uh, I, I've never not, not known it as Camden Fairview, but uh, if you want to talk basketball rivalries, you'd have to say North Little Rock and Little Rock Central would be one of the one of the top rivalries. Well, Central used to, Central was the premier program in the state. Went dormant for a number of years. North Carolina, or, I almost said North Carolina. North Little Rock kind of took over that regime. Now Central's good again. Yep. They got Boatane and some other dudes that Arkansas is interested in. I think his name's Adore, if I remember that right. But they're actually good. And who's the kid that was playing for them is now playing that that league or whatever? He's a young sophomore, I don't junior. Know I, he was outstanding. He's a four or five star kid. He's playing at some other league or a travel school or whatever now. But yeah, that was. It's good now again, but it used to. North Little Rock used to just pulverize them, but now it's actually a good rivalry again. Yeah, I mean, so that's a, as far as basketball games and usually a lot of meaning and a lot of times the best athletes in the state on one floor at the same time. Basketball wise, that'd have to be up there. Charleston and Lavaca. Well, that used to be a, you know, you had a couple down that way in the, uh, you know, Sebastian Franklin County lines down there. You, you'd had. Charleston Levac has just mentioned. Then you used to have Charleston versus County Line way back in the day in basketball. That was that was a big deal. Bergman and Valley Springs. That's a Where huge that? one. Still is. That's right outside of Harrison. Um, in both, you know, just I mean, minutes from Harrison. So huge basketball rivalries right there. And those those are um, schools that don't play football. So yeah, I mean, basketball is everything. They'll be starting in a matter of days. You know, they're they're high school basketball. Rick and Alma. Of course, Alma and Van Buren. Battle of the Bone. Battle of the Bone. Uh, Brad and Fayville, Greenland versus West Fork. I, okay, so who's the, uh, J.D. Hollinsworth is the Greenland kid. I'd be lying if I told you if I knew any West Fork kids. We, when I played at a team basketball camp at the U of A, Tommy, there was a 6'8 kid from Greenland. We, his nickname was Shrek. Mm-hmm. He told us, <laughs> I've never had anyone in my entire life say hey my 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 name's shrek yeah and we're like what's your real name don't worry about it just call me shrek but yeah. he was a well the real name he, must be bad if, yeah. if you're choosing shrek dirks versus mineral springs not I, I mean i know where those places are down south but I'm not not as familiar with that rivalry and then last one before we get to tom Bend and bryant we salt, know bowl. salt bowl yeah. rising and four dice rising danny west and then uh, i wish rick i wish little Art christian and Pulaski academy was a bigger rivalry we beat them i think Twice in the history of our playing them, but they usually kick our butts. Back in Memphis says uh, Mountain Home and Harrison. That that is a uh, you know those are two communities that like enjoy beating each other. There's no question about that. Yeah. So, all right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Haber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. Tom, some important football questions for you coming up. But first, good morning. How about your Braves being the number two seed? in your side of things welcome in to, to uh, a show where we're going to surprisingly talk a little baseball with you since the playoff starts tomorrow uh well thank you very much ty you know um it was a long long haul back from being 10 and a half games out and as much 
I feel a little bit bad for the Mets guys because I like some guys on that team, like Scherzer, DeGrom, and some other guys, Alonzo. Uh, but I don't feel bad for Mets fans, you know. Who's the, the bomb, who's the bomb commentator that said this oh, race man. was ar- over and it, it, he works for <laughs> New York something up, up top? I know you know his name yeah. because you've probably been making fun of him. No, I haven't. I don't. I don't get into all that crud. Um, I, I did see it. You know, the race is over. Nick, Nick, whatever his name is, and maybe maybe New Yorkers would call him a bum. I'm just going to call him, you know, wrong and you know, a little early. Why, why pronounce a race being over? You know, in June. So he was wrong, and you know, it's. Hey, look now. The whole thing was to get the, the lead in this because it's a tougher route. If you win your wild card round they they play the dodgers and that would have been the braves if we hadn't done it now we sit back for watch the three games and play the cardinals and in phillies uh winner i believe that's how it's paired up so you know it it was a huge deal and the braves are uh, a franchise that's used to winning and this was a nice nice since since we came back and won 104 games in 93 and edged out the giants it's like the best finishing run we've had. Well, it's it's come a long way since the days of Del Murphy and Bob Horner and Glenn Hubbard. I mean, when I was watching them, when I was <laughs> when I was a Braves fan watching on WTBS, and uh, Del Murphy would strike out every time if he threw it low and outside. I just, you know, we uh, we made a lot oh. of trips to the old Fulton County Stadium when I was a youngster. Yeah, I went to a bunch of games um, in the stadium back then, and I, I went. There were some down years in the mid eighties when mm-hmm. there were three thousand people at the stadium. Yeah. Tom, let's uh, switch over to football. This team, I don't know if their backs are necessarily against the wall, but they have lost two straight, and they're looking down the barrel of a third straight loss. How do you think Sam Pittman's team will respond on Saturday? Oh, I I think they're going to give us strong effort. Um, This is the position he kind of likes, like when people count them out, when they're underdogs. That's the way they went into Starkville two years ago when, you know, he won the game or they won the game that kind of launched his his status is kind of a folk hero around Arkansas with uh, the turn, turn the damn jukebox on. So um, the problem that the problem they have, and I mentioned this on the air last week was stopping Alabama. And, and in this case, it's how you stop Mississippi state. And I know they've had a measure of success, particularly two years ago when KJ Costello and that group was really feeling it after they lit up LSU for 623 passing yards. Uh, against man-to-man defense, and then Barry Odom's like, well, no, this is how you play him. This cloud coverage with, with the drop eight and really, you know, really befuddled them. Uh, but still, I think Will Rogers, I think, I think Mississippi State's going to have ways to attack. And we know that Arkansas is struggling to tackle in the open field, struggling to play close enough man-to-man defense. So it puts them in a quandary. I told some guys last week, if Alabama gets the ball 11 times, they're probably going to score seven times, and you just got to hope that a few of them are field goals and, and you can match them. Well, they did score seven times, but they were all touchdowns, and it was 13 possessions that were legit, not end of half. And they made our, our Alabama punt, what, twice, and, and, and they had an interception. And well, Otherwise, you know, Bama was rocking and rolling. So they have to just find ways to somehow win – Get them in third and mediums, third and longs, and then win that third down so you make them punt. Tom, all of our listeners, all of your readers want to know about 
KJ Jefferson if he's going to play or not Saturday. We had one that made a good point with all the loud noises after concussions, assuming he has one, we don't know 100%. That can sometimes affect people. If he plays, what do you think the crowd, what kind of impact will the crowd noise have on him this Saturday? Well, yeah, that, that, that is a good point. And I thought Coach Pittman laid it out pretty clear last night, you know, Without saying it, you know, going through the protocols and you have to search. Last week, after the Tua stuff, I, I just emailed myself this long explanatory that somebody wrote. I think it was AL.com because of the Tua connection to Alabama. But it's this long explanatory about how you come back from concussions. Um, and the NFL protocols and guidelines might, you know, are probably slightly different than what they are in college. But, you know, you pass these certain tests, and, and then you get cleared for more stuff. And it, it's, it seems to me that he had what I'd consider a more mild-grade concussion because he was back at practice already on Monday and mm-hmm. Tuesday. And so, and he did quote a little bit last night. We don't know what that was. Uh, so, in other words, I think he's getting close. And that's why Pittman uh, said that, we still have a few days. There's, there's a ways to go. So I do believe, and, and even if they find out, I don't know if they'll announce it, and, you know, there, there will be no element of surprise for Mississippi State because they know he's, he's low on the borderline, so to speak. And so, yeah, the, the ringing bells, they probably would amp it up knowing if KJ's in the game. And so um, I don't know. I think mentally the Razorbacks are probably very prepared to go into it with this Fortin and Hornsby and, and roll the dice. So as you studied kind of the protocols for return, where, where does getting back to that first practice and as Coach said yes last night, doing a little bit more later, where does all that fit in kind of the timeline of a return from what you've studied? Well, it was actually pretty detailed, and, and I don't remember all the particulars. But for two, like it's, you know, uh, you can start um, like light jogging, like on a treadmill, and then, you know, then you see do tests and you, you pass that, yeah. And throwing is down the line. And we don't know if K.J. has thrown or not. Well, actually, you know, I think he has thrown a little bit. And so that was a down-the-line uh, deal for the, the Tua uh, particular comeback. Um, and so if the same case holds for Arkansas and, and K.J., then he's further down the line. Yeah. Um, and, and I do believe, you know, if he continues to progress a pace, he might be cleared. But here's the way I think about this. And, and I think this is Sam Pittman's logic, too. Even if the doctors clear him, the trainers clear him, he passes every test, you leave it in KJ's hand. Right. But this is his life. This is his career. And I, I think you say, son, this is up to you. Um, and then KJ can make that decision. Uh, the way um, the uh, awareness that people have now for CTE later in life, you ask a lot of guys that played in the 60s, they played through a lot of, of head head traumas, and so a guy like KJ is armed with a lot more information, and I would leave it up to him. And if he doesn't play, Arkansas fans don't need to say a word about it. You know, and when NFL teams and that day and time comes, when they look at your medical chart, head injuries and concussions are are probably more red flags than a than an ACL reconstructive surgery or some kind of something uh, that's more joint related. It probably raises more red flags just based on what you read, players you talk to that have been through it. Uh, concussions are a real um, red flag and a, and a touchy subject when it comes to the NFL and your draft. 
Yeah, I mean, and you know, quite honestly, I would think every quarterback, like I would think 80 or so, 70, 80% of quarterbacks and running backs uh, have probably had, had dealt with it. I mean, you saw what Joe Burrow said this week. He's played games and he's forgot what happened in the second half, and then he knows he's been dizzy. Um, and so that toughness quotient still comes into play for a lot of guys. Uh, I want to win for my team. You know, this is what I do. Um, it's almost this like gladiator mentality for a lot of people that, yeah, I know, I, I know I got my bell wrong, but I'm okay. And if, if they're not feeling the, the heavy symptoms, sometimes they play through it. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not an expert on it, but I do know that there's multiple grades of them. And I get the sense that, that KJ did not have one of the worst ones. Tom, we talked about this yesterday, but I'd love to hear your take on it. You know, Everyone knows that Malik Hornsby didn't enter the game last week as the quarterback. Everybody knows that he scrubbed his social media uh, accounts of, of Razorback items only to uh, to reinstate a lot of that. What do you think happened in in that 24-hour period where Hornsby kind of checked out and checked back in as it appeared? Well, just from my amateur psychology standpoint, uh, a frustration that you felt, you, know, you were the number two last year, and now Kate Fortin, is the number two. And Sam Pittman did point out, and, and I think Kate Fortin was the legit number two, but the fact that they were down and had to pass, I, I, it made more sense that Fortin was in there. I mean, it wasn't a great stint, you know, 12 plays, four out of 10 passing. But, um, you know, the, the, the kids has moved them in, in two-minute drills during practices, they've talked about that multiple times. He knows the offense and all that. And, and hey, look, if we see both guys play on Saturday, we're going to have a lot better evaluation against a tough defense that comes at you. They they run blitz you. They bring a lot of pressure. They disguise stuff, and we will see. Um, Kate Fortin actually has a higher yards per carry in his short career or his a less experienced career. Then KJ, I, it ran in the paper today. I think he's at five point nine per carry. I think Malik's in the five point one range, and KJ is a, around three point something. And that includes a lot of you know fourth and one sneaks that you're not going to get much, and sacks. And and I really wish college football would separate sacks from mm -hmm. individual rushing, and maybe they will at some point. Yeah. So what's the most likely scenario in your opinion on Saturday? One quarterback plays. Two quarterbacks play, or we see three different quarterbacks at some point against Mississippi State? Well, if KJ starts the game, I, I think they would just go with him, you know, as long as they're in the game and he's doing okay. And then, then you're on the one scenario. But I get the feel that it's probably going to be two and, and not KJ. And I could be wrong there. I mean, if he gets cleared and he wants to play, I, there's no doubt in my mind, if he wants to play and he's cleared, he will play. So, um, but let's just say he's out of the mix. I think they'll use them both. I think they'll try some, some Hornsby packages that make Mississippi State have to do different things, have to think about how they're going to bring their pressures. Um, and if, if Fortin's in the game, I think it's more likely to be passing stuff. Look, Arkansas has got to figure out where the pressure is coming from and hit hot routes to Trey Knox little swing passes to their tight end, uh, slants to their receivers. They just have to be on the same page. And if they can do that and, say, keep pace with the scoring um, and win the turnover battle and, you know, special teams being even or whatever, 
then they'll have a chance to win the game. But A&M showed last week, or excuse me, Mississippi State did. They won the turnover battle four to nothing. Their special teams excelled. I think they blocked the field goal, returned mm-hmm. it for a touchdown, uh, had a pick six. They did everything away. right. Did everything they right. They did. They pulled, a, they pulled away in the game. Otherwise, it's a pretty close game. And the same thing held for Arkansas versus A&M. You know, a missed field goal and, and the, the, the K.J. weird play, and Arkansas wins the game probably. Um, they de- dominated it more statistically. So I think if Arkansas can hold its own, um, get off the field a few times, maybe force a few Mississippi State field goals, which they have been really good at in the last two years, even though Leach did not take them in 2020, they'll have a chance to win the game. Tom, we'll leave it there this morning. Appreciate you jumping on with us as always. Good luck to your Braves the West, rest of the way, and hopefully we can talk about their first victory as of Tuesday. Oh, man, I like the sound of that. <laughs> Have a great weekend, y'all. All right, Tom, you too. We'll see you in Starkville. All right, Tom Murphy with us Tuesdays and Thursdays here on the Morning Rush. Hey, October the 10th, that's next Monday, your chance to learn a new trade or start a new career is at Mid-South Steam Boiler. Mid-South Steam Boiler is hiring for welders, technicians, uh, filters, helpers, insulators. They've got benefit packages, great pay. You can join their team. And again, it's a uh, Monday, October the 10th, drop-in interviews from 10 to 2. So if, uh, if you're looking for a new career path or a new direction, Mid-South Steam Boilers is where you want to be on Monday, October 10th, between 10 and 2. They're at 3805 Pointer Trail East in Van Buren. If you can't make it by, you can go and apply online. You can probably do that right now at apply, and here's the here's the email address. Apply online at midsouthboiler.com. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Apply online at midsouthboiler.com. Mid-South Steam Boiler, ready for you. Join them Monday, October 10th from 10 to 2 for drop-in interviews and get ready to make a change, find a new trade or a new career at Mid-South Steam Boilers in Van Buren. We asked Richard Davenport about his coach experience it's national coaching day he said that he had a coach that was related to woody hayes and when you think about coaches i think about this one all right let's break someone's clavicle on three. One, two, three. break someone's clavicle i think a lot of you have watched kicking and screaming with will ferrell with your kids in some form or fashion that was him when he was going in a in a tyrannical outrage right before him and ditka like this kid just got into it, but I was thinking about mine. What is, and I'll tell mine in just a sec. What is your coaching memory? Well, you know, sometimes golf pros can be a coach, and I, you know, I grew up playing a lot of golf as a kid. played played football through my ninth grade year, and uh, but probably one person that had as much impact on on me and just you know, kind of when we were playing golf summers is a guy named Wayne Meeks who uh, kind of looked after all the kids that played golf at the at the, the course we played at. So. I would have to say him, uh, just just because him and his wife Marcia looked after all of us in the summer, and uh, it was a great place to to kind of learn a lot of things about life. Was at the golf course. So it's the opposite. So I know. I know most people don't think about a golf pro being a coach, but really he was in a lot of ways for a lot of kids when I grew up. Is the guy in Caddyshack? Is he a, the pro or the GM? The one that's a DB. The guy You're that- talking about. Smells, yeah. Or maybe Judge go- Smells. Is he the? Golf oh, he's pro? like the the general manager, general of the manager. club, or whatever. Okay, because there's sometimes one of those that are they don't care about you, and then there's the opposite yeah. that are that are invested in your personal life and other things outside of golf. Yeah. That was a movie, <laughs> so, 
And that was one of the great characters in that movie. But At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned. Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Behind enemy lines. Clay, we're sending Ty to Starkville. Our coverage is brought to you by Mock Legal Solutions. Know exactly what you're going to pay with no hourly billing and never get charged for emails, text, and calls. That's Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. What kind of trouble can uh, can Ty find in Starkville when he's down there starting tomorrow? I think the, they're, they're uh, pretty welcoming. I mean, they look at outsiders like, uh, you know, we're... we're we're open for business. It's a good thing. We we need Ty's money, and uh, he he will be welcome with open arms. I've always found Starkville is a nice place, to, despite you know the the reputation of it being a less desirable place to visit. That they've got some good watering holes, and I I would not order a peach margarita there. Don't do That's, it there. Yeah. No, no, I think that's something that looks a little, you know, sounds a little more manly. I mean, I I just think that's probably a bad idea to to order your regular drink. More manly, like a milkshake or something like that. Love milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think maybe Bud Light or, you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's like a Pearl, you know, that's something like that. Do they have a Mississippi beer that they're known for, Clay? Or well, I, I just said it, Pearl. Is that yeah. Pearl? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not aware of that. Well, I was told uh, two brothers, Little Dewey, Starkville Cafe is just kind of their mom and pop breakfast place. Is there a place that you've been to, Clay, that I should try and get to either today or tomorrow well, or Saturday? I've always been able to find everything I needed at the Walmart Supercenter. <laughs> I think I'm going to be a, a, a little more open than going there. Not to say I won't stop there if I need something, but I, I think I'm going to try one of the, the home places. Well, I know that you you know you sometimes run out on hair product you can get you know the, the ah, gel that you need there perfect i'm glad uh glad i know that okay what kind of complexities or differences if kj can't go how does that affect the offense on saturday i think they were i think they 
I mean, I think Kate Fortin's been practicing their offense, and I think that's what they do. And I would liken it to a couple of years ago when everybody was worried about what the offense was going to be like if KJ Jefferson had to, you know, take over for Felipe Franks at Columbia, Missouri, and the offense wasn't the problem. I mean, they gave up too many points in the in the fourth quarter. The, the defense was the problem. They couldn't stop them. But they moved the ball, and I think Cade Fortin, from what I've been able to see, and I've watched a couple of practices probably deeper into it because of my access with, you know, with uh, Hogs Plus, that I've seen that, that he can run the offense. That's why he's the number two guy. He's better able to run their complete prod, uh, their, their complete operation. He can read the RPO, uh, and, handles the ball slicker than, than Hornsby. I mean, that's why he moved to number two. And now that's not to say that they won't have some plays with Hornsby, either some rollouts or some quarterback draws or some things to take advantage of his speed. But if K.J. can't go, and I'm not sure he can't go, I, you know, I would think there's still a chance that he plays. Um but they'll be fine on the offensive end. They've just got to figure out a way to to stop, uh, you know, Will Rogers. That that's that's the deal. You know, they they don't need it to, you know, to be a forty to you know forty to forty game, so to speak. So, what gives you belief that they have the ability to do that based on what you've seen from this secondary this season? I don't have the belief. To, I don't know. That's what I said. That's what they've got to do. I mean, uh, there's nothing in there that I that I've said that uh, you know suggests that they can. Uh, that's why. I mean, Ty. I don't know if you figured it out, but that's why they're the underdog. <laughs> there's not anybody that believes they can do that. Yeah. If there was people out there that, especially among the betting public, that thought they could slow down, they would be the favorite. And the line so keeps going. That's how that works. The line keeps going the opposite way. And I no question. If that was having to do with if KJ was going to play or not. I think it started anywhere from two to five, and it's up to like eight and a half or nine and a half. I haven't checked this morning, but it's kind of gone the opposite way. Tommy made, I thought, was a pretty good point earlier, Clay, that you're probably going to have to score at least 35 points to win this game. Would you agree with that? I don't know what the point spreads are. I mean, it's just, you just never, never know. And. There's things that happen like turnovers that really impact the game and special teams. Uh, you know, Arkansas may not have to score 35 offensive points. I mean, their defense might score some points. Mm-hmm. And that, that's generally how it goes. Um, you know, it'd be an upset. Arkansas is the underdog. They're playing on the road against a team that is just rolling, playing well on defense. And, and really the last two games and you started everything with how many points Arkansas has to score, how their offense is going to be, this and that. And that's generally the way you approach every game. And the way I approach it is how are you going to stop the other team? And your defense versus their defense. And to me, that's the essence of football. And if your special teams are sound and your defense is sound, you don't have to score a lot of points. And that's what Arkansas has to get fixed. That's how you win football games. You force turnovers, and that's how they've been able to handle Mississippi State's offense in the past. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to blitz as much. I think they're going to play more zone coverage, which will help their tackling. And I, I think that that's what you'll see. Uh, and uh, you know, the 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 last two weeks, it's been Alabama's defense is better than Arkansas's. Arkansas scored twenty twenty six points, which is nothing to sneeze at. And I would say, if you look back through Arkansas quarterbacks over the last twenty years against Alabama, that's a pretty good total. Yeah. It's the idea that they didn't stop the run, and if they can tackle better and they can keep the ball in front of them, uh, not give up deep passes, then they'll be in this game, and it might be a surprise. It might be a 28-24 to 24 game. Well, and you, you, you just can't make all the basic mistakes that A&M made last week, the turnovers, a pick six, a block kick, return for a touchdown on a field goal attempt. I mean, that's basic stuff that A&M – you know, just handed state points by by the way they played sloppy last week. Yeah, and if you go back through, you know, Sam Pittman's last two years, their teams have been sound. And they've played well on the road with the exception of the Georgia game where they have been competitive. I expect them to be competitive again, and I think this team will raise up and play hard. There, There's nothing to suggest that Arkansas under Sam Pittman is anything but a tough out. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's uh, you know it's it's a different ball game right now in Starkville than it was say before Leach got there, and they believe in what they're doing. I like the fact that it's an eleven o'clock game, but I think it comes down to how well Arkansas's defense and special teams play. Chuck was making the point yesterday that you know this is a week where the where the offense can be your best defense by sustaining drives. If if KJ isn't uh, isn't able to go i think that just really puts more of the the load of the burden on rocket sanders i mean he he's got to be the one that can i think guide a team beyond you know six or eight play drive to those 10 12 13 play drives that go 75 or 80 yards yeah that, and that's correct and i'll take it a step further than that the guys that they've got to really play well in this game and we all point to quarterback play but it gets really easy if Ricky Stromberg and Bo Limmer and Brady Latham and Luke Jones and Dalton Wagner and, you know, if they play anybody else, you know, Tykees Crawford. If those, if those guys are kicking butt, it doesn't matter. Makes they're the they're going to do well. Yeah. And I was at the Blessings yesterday walking around and, and uh, you know, trying to get a feel for some things I'm going to write about the golf program. And, you know, all the questions – you know, we're about, you know, quarterback, quarterback. And I was like, the guys that are going to play well, I think, are probably going to be in that offensive line. They're going to have to recognize the movement up front, the blitzing, the things that that uh, the Mississippi State does. But you know what? Those are where Kendall Bryles' teams have really cut up defenses. If you're going to move around and jump – and you've got experienced offensive linemen, sometimes those are big plays. And I, I'd be surprised if Arkansas's offense doesn't doesn't put some good numbers on the board uh, Saturday morning. And I think with the three three five defense that they run, I would hope that Arkansas could establish the run early, Clay, that if K.J. doesn't go, kind of makes the job for Cade and, or even Malik a little bit easier. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I, I just think that the offensive line is where it, you know, and and 
the flip side to that, there have been some people that have gotten outside those two tackles, Mississippi State. Sam praised them, but I, when I watched LSU, they ran around those guys. And Arkansas's speed at defensive end, that might play into, in, into play. And you, you don't have to worry about Will Rogers taking off and going 80. Uh, he might move around the pocket, but he's moving around to throw. I think that helps Arkansas's defense. And I think a running quarterback is much more of a dagger to this defense. He's a great equalizer of sorts. And what you mentioned about Rodgers is known for staying in the pocket and, and tr- with his eyes up and, and trying to make plays. And he's done that to this point. How much do you think last year's game, how it played out with them missing three field goals, motivates Mississippi State heading into this game? Well, it doesn't help your field goal kicker any. I don't know if it might motivate that guy if he knows that uh, there might be a tryout the next week because that's that's what they said would happen. Um, I mean, Mississippi State had a chance to win the game. It was a great game, a lot of fun to watch, and I think this one's going to be just like it. And, you know, it's uh, the same kind of motivation that Cam Little had after missing the Texas A&M game. You know, it's – you know, I – I think it's a different kicker, though, isn't it, Ty? I mean, mm-hmm. haven't they changed kickers? I mean, it's uh, uh, Leeds asked I, for tryouts after that game. Remember yeah, but I don't, I don't remember who the kicker was last year and who the kicker is now. But the motivation from the team is that probably we're glad that guy's not kicking anymore. <laughs> Clay Henry with us here on the Morning Rush. We're brought to you by Hashtag Managed IT Services. Computer issues at work, it can derail your offense at work uh, pretty quickly. Nothing gets done when the network doesn't work or the computers don't work or your router's down. Uh, we've all lived through it at some point. Who do you call when you got a problem? That's the crew at Hashtag Managed IT Services. Give them a call at 479-802-4978. They handle everything involving your computer network, even cybersecurity, and can take care of those issues for you on a monthly basis. 479-802-4978. Hashtag technology without the headaches. Clay, we've been down this road before, and I think about a couple of instances where it was uncertain who was going to start, even watching pregame warm-ups. I, I reflect back to... You know, when Tyler Wilson took that hit in the UL Monroe game and it was uncertain and um, we kind of went back and forth all week then warmed up and then Brandon Allen took the start against Bama that following week. Uh, you, you know, what, one thing that may happen in pregame warm-ups is, is I remind you from that example, may not indicate exactly what's going to happen uh, come kickoff. Yeah, I mean, I watched uh, Frank's warm-up at Columbia and I think he wanted to play. And- yeah, no they just didn't think that uh, he had enough zip on the ball to, you know, to get it done. And they made the decision to, to go with uh, with Jefferson. You know, I still go back to their offense looked greased and fine with KJ out there. Fortin has played. He hasn't played a lot for Arkansas, but he's played in games before in the ACC and the I guess that's the AAC. I don't know. Um, I think they feel comfortable with him, and that's why they've named him the number two. Um, but that doesn't mean that they won't play more than one quarterback. And uh, but it's a that's a feel thing, and I, I think that that Kendall Browse likes Fortin and is comfortable with him. And I, I think that that he can run their system, and their system in the RPO is tough on a defense, and it is especially tough on a blitzing defense. And if if Mississippi State finds that 
they can't call some of their stunts, that they're going to be gashed, that changes the game, and it changes the way they're going to call their game, and it might make them play left-handed. But I still think it, it's it's more about how Arkansas's defense makes uh, Will Rogers take the short dump downs. Yeah. If they're, I think it's a good sign if Mississippi State's having to throw to the backs a lot Saturday. Yeah. And you know, one thing that was revealed yesterday is Sam Abake is working on the defensive side. Right, give us your take on, on, on what that reveals about how dire the situation is with the depth in the secondary when they're turning to freshman wide receivers to flip sides and, and, and help the team out. Well, it's pretty obvious that they need help there. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all looked at, okay, who can play there? What kind of athletes can they put out there? And he's played some defensive secondary before, so it's, it's not uh, – but, hey, sometimes you find a gym. You know, when you weren't even looking at that direction. So, uh, Dyer, I think that, uh, it shows that they're willing to coach and, and they're gonna, they're gonna keep working until they find something that, that gives them a chance to win. And their, their secondary has been poor, so we know that. Yeah, I want to hear Coach Pitt was opened up about that issue. Let's hear what he had to say. Well, I think the last time he played, well, yes, I think in 10th grade he played a little bit of secondary. He said a lot of middle school stuff. It just came up. Barry was in here, and, and I'm looking at the board and saying, hey, you're not getting this guy back. You're not getting this guy back. Who's our next option up there? And I mentioned Sam because he had, was, had been physical uh, on special teams, and he's got the range and the size and all that. And, and I said, well, let's ask him and we did and Sam said you know can I can I go back to the receiver in the spring and I said you certainly can you're for a true freshman you just want to get on the field yeah this is the way to do it Clay yeah and you know you want to you want to help your team win you know and he's already done that once he made the big block against Missouri State that sprang uh, Bryce Stevens so you got some confidence that at least he's been out there on the stage and made a play um, and he has been on special teams, but gosh, you know, you get to a point where, you know, the guys that are they're playing aren't getting it done. Well, you got to try somebody else. Yeah, coach said that that now, is. The I mo- keep thinking that Tommy will see that with Ty, <laughs> and that there'll be somebody else. I mean, I guess there's just not any depth, right, Tommy? Can we put Ty back on special teams? Is that where what you're suggesting? I was thinking on kickoff return. <laughs> I would like for him to catch it and run with it. So I mean, but does, does point out there with what coach is saying the importance of special teams and you know how you can prove yourself a little bit to your coaches and your teammates. Yeah, and you know it's you, you never know. I mean, I if you, this takes y'all back a time. I mean, this will not be in in, uh, in the wheelhouse for for Ty. But Peanut Adams was yeah. not getting it done at quarterback, and all at once he was a pretty good safety. So you, you just never know. You know, athletic ability sometimes it'll translate better at another position. And uh, Sam Embake will probably be a really good wide receiver, but right now he needs to be a really good cornerback or safety. So something over there, right? Yeah. And we'll see if he can tackle what his team needs. Hey, WT Equipment has eight locations to help you out. They're in 
uh, all across Arkansas and also northern Louisiana. They got a new location in Searcy and, of course, right here in Springdale as well. They are your sales, service, and parts experts when it comes to New Holland agricultural and construction equipment. They've got what you need no matter the season. So stop in any of their eight locations. They have a large selection of new and pre-owned inventory. So when you're ready to invest in agricultural or construction equipment, stop by your closest WT Equipment location. Find them online at wtequip.com. Clay, you mentioned you were out at the Blessings. We were talking about that earlier. A&M kind of ran away with that. we got about a minute here, but uh, it's what you see out there in this uh, Blessings Invitational that they had this week that showcased college golf on the, on the uh, Golf Channel. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and that's a great place. I mean, John Tyson c- continues to get massaged, and, I mean, there's not a plate of grass that's in the wrong position. You cannot get a bad lie. I walked the course. They had a cart for me, and I was like, nah, I'm going to get my exercise because it's just so gorgeous. Now, there, there's a few of those little transition hills that you need to cart to get from one hole to the next, uh, like, between eight and nine and nine and ten over in there that that's that's a little bit of a hike that, that i don't you just see so many good swings the arkansas teams both did really well and i think are going to have great seasons they're both top 20 type teams that'll be in the ncaa tournament and have a lot of pure talent it was fun to watch on uh, on TV as well. All right, Ty, you're headed tomorrow to uh, Starkville. We'll be uh, we'll be live from down there, getting ready for Arkansas and Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm excited. I know there's a few Arkansas fans, maybe some of you listening, that are going to make the trip down to Starkville, try and interact at some point. I know I'm excited to see Davis Wade Stadium. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.